You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about passive aggressiveness. Uh, This week, we read 21 Questions to Spot a Passive Aggressive Person, published in Psychology Today 2023. That was a lot of P's. It was. It's a little hard to say. Um, The first point the article made is that passive aggressiveness induces criticism. Sure. As a former passive aggressive communicator is that mm-hmm. okay? okay i would say that i would say my default in my younger years was to be pretty passive aggressive okay but i think it does induce criticism and maybe to the point of like i think passive aggressiveness happens when someone wants to be critical but also doesn't want to be blunt okay i was going to say if you've done if you have a lot of practice could you give us an example what's something that's passive gosh that's kind of hard to put you, yeah that's <laughs> hard to put you on the spot um like we were just talking about smells in right. the office, right. good, bad, and otherwise. Right. So what if you said, oh, that smells great. Is that passive aggressive? Mm, maybe not quite, but maybe. Maybe on the borderline. Mm-hmm. I think it would be something more like, wow, what's happening in here? Like a little more. Okay. Just, I don't know. Hmm. I think passive aggressive needs to be a little bit more like the criticism part needs to come through a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, oh, what if you said, oh, you really like that scent, right? Mm. There you go, perfect. Yep, that's a really so good critical because it implies that right, it is not it a good is scent, way yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I think that's an example. I think also passive aggressiveness because the whole point is that it's saying a criticism with not just without saying it right without saying it so okay it could be about something you smell it could be i mean we're talking about also into like or like someone's talking to you um it could happen in supervision i guess right i was that's what i was going to ask you next is i think i'm trying to think of how this impacts supervision and counseling if i'm counseling if my client at the time is younger Right. They're so confused by this <laughs> that whatever feedback I'm giving and if I'm giving it in a really passive aggressive way, it might go over their head. Right. They may not get the point. Right. So if I said um, maybe it is like a preteen or a young teenager mm-hmm. and the smell that I'm commenting on is body odor. Right. Oh, that's a smell. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to understand my meaning. No, they're not. So then they won't be able to respond or address it because they don't understand my meaning. Right. So could that happen in supervision? The the supervisee misses your meaning? I think it could happen. I was actually thinking of a group supervision I was in one time and someone, (laughs) I wasn't leading it. I was just part of it. And someone, after they presented kind of a case, like, hey, I have some questions about this, you know, and they... (laughs) did everything and then someone like smacked their hand down on the table and they're like yeah you did all the wrong things and like there was no <laughs> like after like no, it was like no. 
yeah, you did all the wrong things. I mean, it was very like to the point. Very, very direct. Right. But also it was like nothing else said. Like it was like, oh, you did everything wrong and then drop. So (laughs) then that's not effective feedback either. Right. Hmm. Trying to think what would it. um, I don't think. Well, I guess maybe this is passive aggressive. Okay, in how old would I have been? I think this must have been my eighth grade year. So I would have been like 13, 14. Um, my science teacher, I don't know that I'd had very many male teachers to that, that point. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe middle one. school is. Yeah. yeah, I think I had one mm-hmm. before that. But this, so that was kind of unique. Science teacher. And I was definitely chatty Kathy all the way through school. Okay. Uh, at the feedback from every single teacher probably would have been that I was a talker. And um, this class... I was talking. There were people in that class that I knew um, that were my friends. And he would often tell me to stop talking, but would smile. Mm. Like body language didn't match right. the message. So, yeah. Or even like say it in a joking way. Right. And I was missing it. I right. kept missing the point. So one time even, and I don't know what I did that time that was more than usual, or maybe he was just already frustrated. He sent me to the hallway. Mm. Okay. And while I was a talker, I was also a good kid that followed the rules. Right. So this is a big deal. Right. So I went like, whoa, in the hallway? Really? Me? Mm -hmm. Um, So I go stand in the hallway. And even then I thought, partly because I'm not a kid that went to the hall very often, but also because the way he said it was confusing. I got to the hallway and I remember thinking, well, what do I do here? Right. Did he mean, did he mean stand here? Right. What did Did he mean mean go to the office? (laughs) Right. I mean, what do I do? And luckily it didn't take too much long. I'm still standing there asking Mm -hmm. myself that. And he came out to talk to me. Right. And he's smiling. And you're like, and he's joking and he's mm -hmm. kind of sing songy with his voice. And I thought, I'm still thinking, how serious is this? Right. Am I in trouble? Am I not in trouble? Yeah. I mean, what are, and I actually said that. Back to him. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember what he said to me, but I remember that I said, I don't know what you're trying to tell me to do. Right. Am I in trouble? (laughs) And (laughs) you had to like clarify. (laughs) Be really clear. Sarah, no more talking. Right. Um, That I felt like that was like the way he was saying it or doing it was kind of passive aggressive. It was confusing. Imagine it does. My my example of saying how many kids miss our meaning that if I hadn't been the kind of kid that would ask directly, mm-hmm. I still would have been confused about. Right. I don't know what he means now. Right now, right. is he teasing with me, or is are we being not. funny, right. or is he pretty upset? I don't know. You know, I just thought of something as you were talking. Um, a long, long time ago, well before my counseling career, I worked at at this point in time. I was at a private school teaching kindergarten, mm-hmm. and we had to have parent conferences. And you're supposed to give there was like a format. You had to say like three positives and mm-hmm. one negative, or some. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, some rule. Yeah. And I'm sitting with the, with a parents of a student that I really did adore. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a good kid. And I said something about her being a social butterfly. And yeah. I meant it in a good way. She was right. a good friend. This is kindergarten. Yeah. She's a good friend. She talks to everyone. Yeah. And the dad's face just went blank. Oh. And that was not a good comment to say. That was obviously a negative. Oh. And I did not mean anything by how it was taken. But yeah. later on, when I had mm-hmm. direction from my administrator, he told me that saying things like social butterfly in the construct of giving feedback would be considered passive aggressive. 
Mm. And I was like, oh, well, I wasn't meaning it negative at all. Like I wasn't covering, if I thought she talked too much, I would have said, we're really working on when to talk and when not to talk. Like I would have just addressed it like that. Right. But (laughs) so being vague or unclear leaves, leaves you open to criticism that doesn't feel good or you're not, you don't know what it means or what to do with it. Um, so with a supervisee, do you think you've ever had that reaction? I feel like early on, I was careful or nervous to give very direct feedback. Right. right. And so maybe I did more of this at some point. Mm-hmm, maybe. I can't think right now of any like current situational mm-hmm. stuff, but I think at the very beginning, when you're first getting your feet wet and learning how to like redirect something mm-hmm. or like, I think I had to be very careful about not being too... Yeah. What about as a supervisee? Do you ever feel like you had a supervisor that the feedback they gave, not intentionally maybe, was passive aggressive and then felt critical or unclear? I think to me that feeling is um, the feel critical um, keeps me from and continuing to engage. That's what I was just going to say. It's a stopping point. Right. If it feels like there was they were passive aggressive and I felt really criticized. I kind of get quit right. trying to engage as much. I had a supervisor one time at my early years of getting my, I was still getting my, I was still in school actually. And he gave me feedback that I still would tell you to this day is wrong. Like mm-hmm. I still, we mm-hmm. just did not see eye to eye. Yeah. I was like, I am an expert in little children and you are not, I don't yeah. care what your degree is. I've worked yeah. with kids like my entire career. And he gave me feedback about something and he was just critical and constantly critical. And so I had to have meetings with him that were supposed to be an hour every week that by the company mm-hmm. standard, not by anything else. Yeah. And I would get in and get out and like 22 minutes was my shortest ever. Yeah, like yeah. it was a thing amongst colleagues. Huh. Oh, well, he's only meeting with Heather. She'll be out in 20 minutes. <laughs> like It was oh. like she, because be I, I literally just wouldn't say anything else. He would become critical. And I was like, oh, we're going to argue about this. I don't feel like arguing today. Huh. And I would just like, um, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I can uh we he, like the way that you just said that. Yeah. I picture your kids doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. All three of them or which ones? Uh let's see. Definitely my oldest and uh-huh. a little bit my youngest, not my middle kiddo. Yeah. But the personalities on either. End. Right. Yeah. Right. I can like yeah. mm, and, and I see how this is going, so Right. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think if I ever had a supervisor that was passive aggressive. I feel like I had some supervisors with other faults, but maybe not mm. as much passive aggressiveness mm. um, with me. Right. Maybe they were with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, they were. E- I feel like they were either aggressive aggressive <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. direct. Right. And direct in a caring way. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me think if I had... I feel like I had a boss, a man, someone who managed me that was passive aggressive and then confusing. You know, and I, because it, I didn't know what to Yeah, you're take like, it. what is that? And mm-hmm. what rule am I following? I actually had a colleague one time say, well, that was passive aggressive about another club. Like, not, uh-huh. we weren't engaging with uh-huh. something I said, well, this or this. Well, that's passive aggressive. I'm not going to be passive aggressive. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's passive aggressive. I just think mine's softer than yours. Like, I'm making it sound mm-hmm. pretty. I wasn't trying to be. Yes, okay. we need to address this with this other person. Yeah, sure. But well, let's talk about that. Our, the next point is that passive aggressiveness 
um, allows for avoidance or ignoring. And so if we're, you know, tagging on to what you're right. saying, right. that passive aggressiveness um, includes criticism, allows people to avoid or ignore. But if you're being gentle in your feedback, you're not ignoring right. or avoiding. Right. But it can be soft. Right. So what do you, what's an example of that? Not passive aggressive, but still feedback that is direct, not avoiding, but gentle. Right. Um, it could be something like, like walking to the office and having like something that smells mm-hmm. strong. Maybe it's perfume. Maybe it's something mm-hmm. there. And of course, looking at the situation, right? Is there something that can be done about it or not? Because mm-hmm. if you have to be directive, you, there needs to be an answer. Mm-hmm. And so maybe walking in and saying, oh, wow. Hey, I have a client coming in next and they are super sensitive. Can we turn down the air freshener? Can we, you know, something like that, that is directive with cause and reason, Mm -hmm. like that's soft. Not walking in and going, oh, wow, that's a strong smell, you know. Okay. Well, so then you're saying um, direct, non-critical feedback that's gentle um, takes the person who you're giving feedback to into consideration. Right. So I'm trying to think of a time where I had to give like really tough feedback and maybe I thought to make some adjustments. Oh, I can think of one. Actually, this is a supervisee who's now long gone, but they actually sent me a message today. Oh, well. Um, And when I worked with them, they were having a hard time. They had a lot of stuff going on in their life that made things difficult. Um, And the feedback that I gave this person at one point was, you're, I want you, you need to take better care of yourself in order to do your job well. And the way that I did that was one, I didn't say that with anyone else around. I mean, I, we met in a situation in a place and a time that would, would be most comfortable to them. It wasn't, it still wasn't totally comfortable, but we met in their office. We met when no one else was around. We met when I knew that they weren't trying to rush to something else. And, Um, I even started to say it just now, even in the way that I introduced that, what I said that they needed to do something to take care of themselves. So I didn't say, Ooh, you're looking rough. Right. What happened here? (laughs) Not good. I don't know what you did last night, but don't do that. Somebody didn't sleep well. (laughs) Right. So I didn't say that, but instead I went, Hey, I need you to take better care of yourself. What can you do to take better care? You know, Mm -hmm. like. Talk to me about things that you can commit to doing that will help you. Right. Um, so I was pretty direct, but also thought about how I could say that and deliver the message in a way that would be focused on how they would ha- take right. it how or how that, you know. Right. I think in all those things, like even the very beginning when we're talking about our examples, it's like, yeah, avoiding it, avoidance. Part of it, I think people do passive aggressive interactions when they're conflict avoidant. Yes. They mm-hmm. don't want to bring that to the surface. They mm-hmm. don't want that. And so it's like, okay, they're either going to be passive aggressive and say a snarky remark and then just not engage. Like, mm-hmm. just like, did that bomb. Now I can leave. Yeah. You know, it is true. I mean, that's, think about the flip side. If you're trying to give clear feedback, be direct, not avoid, right. that does not mean the other person wants all of those things exactly Exactly. the other person might be trying to wiggle out of it Mm -hmm. so the person the you know the person i'm talking about she didn't right try and wiggle out of it i mean she could have if she was trying to wiggle out of it she would have said i have to go to the bathroom i have to lead a group right now i have to go i'm not feeling well i gotta leave 
Uh, right. No. Um, she could have made some excuse to get out of that room. Um, she could have laughed off what I was saying or right. kind of blown it off. Oh, I'm fine, um, Sarah. I'm fine. I'm really fine. Right. Or like mm-hmm. even even just come up with things that she could do to take care of herself that were kind of fluffy or right. non-important. Right. Um, and I think that that could happen a lot. Yeah, easy. That you're yeah. trying to give feedback and that person's kind of trying to wiggle their way right. out of that situation. Right. Um, so that makes it hard that you might even be really focused on being not passive aggressive mm-hmm. and not being critical or avoiding, but the other person might not make it easy. Right. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Our last point in our article is that passive aggressiveness sabotages. Right. And I think that is a defining difference, right? When we look at those kind of behaviors, it's like oh. passive aggressiveness that we've been talking about so far. It's definitely passive. Mm-hmm. And maybe a little bit aggressive in nature if we got to give hard feedback. Or, but I think the sabotage factor is so interesting. I'm thinking, to me, when I'm thinking about how passive aggressiveness sabotages, it's if you're giving feedback in the way that we just talked about, right? Not critical, direct, trying to trying to help. Mm-hmm. Then you are improving your relationship right, with that you're person. Strengthening those kind of communication styles. Um, if you're giving feedback that's critical, avoiding, not direct, mm-hmm. unclear, then you're sabotaging your relationship exactly. with that person. You're making it, you're putting up tall fences yeah. instead of making So it's not going to get better with no. that kind of continued and communication. And I think there's even, of course, this is me saying this, but everything's on a scale, right? There's a, like severe passive aggressive and then just some little quip marks in between. Mm-hmm. But like if you're really, really um, passive aggressive, you could be doing it intentional. Oh, sure. You know, you know, I like that the idea that it, it's a spectrum, that it's not like painting with one color. Right. That all, I mean, all supervisors have bad days, too. Of course. So you could walk into the office and be having kind of a cruddy day, and you make kind of a quick offhand comment that is comes off as passive aggressive. Right. But that doesn't mean all is lost. Right. It just means that you got to read like, So you could come back and address it in a different way. Or just say, oh, like sometimes if I hear myself say something, I don't know, I can't think of a supervision example right now, but recently I've heard myself say something out loud and then go, oh, that probably sounded like this, what I was intending and Mm -hmm. like have to correct. So Mm -hmm. making it, if you've said something and you're like, oh, that went totally awry. Yeah. (laughs) If you're aware of it to come back and say, hey, I'm going to make these amends now before we go any further in our conversation. Yeah. So in all the examples we've given that the person who wasn't being clear in their feedback could realize that maybe because the reaction they get from the person or they think back about it and go, "Ah, I did not get the reaction I was hoping, you know, like my teacher, I'm sure I kept Mm -hmm. talking. (laughs) You're like, I'm sure I went back in. If not that day, I continued (laughs) on later. Um, Could have thought, hmm, what I'm doing is not getting my point across. You can readjust. Yes. And certainly you can do that in supervision Mm -hmm. that if you realize, yep, I realize I was passive aggressive or I realize that way of giving feedback was just not effective, right. that you can realize that, adjust and try a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you won't know until like I think of early on in a supervisee supervisor situation relationship at the beginning, there there's different boundaries with what's acceptable for every relationship. 
And that can mm-hmm. shift from what's acceptable at the very beginning to what is more tolerated right. further down. I think that, yeah, that makes me think again about a young client. Right. That um, depending on their developmental level, you make a joke or you're kind of sarcastic, passive right. aggressive, and it goes over their head. Yeah, they're like, what? Right. Okay. And you realize, you you know, you get that confused right. look from them and you go, oh, yeah. They, they don't mm-hmm. get sarcasm. They're, mm-hmm. they're not old enough um, that you could adjust to that. Right. So if it's cultural or developmental or just their sense of humor that you right. you say something and your supervisee looks at you like they're t- completely lost. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Then you <laughs> then you can go, oh, mm-hmm. don't don't right. know what that means. Right. So readjust and com- try to work on communicating in a different, more effective way. Right. OK, I am going to be thinking about the way that I say things and if it sometimes sounds passive aggressive to somebody else. I am a hundred percent sure I still fall into this. I can Mm -hmm. be very sarcastic. It's almost like my humor tends to go sarcasm. Yeah. And so I'm sure I'm like, Ooh, now I need to think about who's around when I act like that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Heather and I would love to hear about times when passive aggressiveness has impacted your workplace. And as always, we'd love to hear ideas about for future episodes. Thanks today for listening to supervision with a vision.